If you are considering migrating to SharePoint Online, you don't want to miss today's episode. In today's episode, I will share with you a migration checklist, a set of 10 different tasks you must perform before you actually migrate to SharePoint Online. You're listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfond, bringing you proven practical tips every week on how to correctly set up and adapt to SharePoint and Microsoft 365. If you have questions, Greg has the answers. And now, here's your host, Greg Zelfond. Hello again, this is Greg from SharePoint Maven, and welcome to episode 169 of the SharePoint Maven podcast. So today I want to focus on migration. And what I really mean by that, uh, what I want to do today is share with you Uh, a total of 10 unique steps uh, of uh, what you need to do uh, prior to migrating uh, to SharePoint Online. Essentially, what I'm going to share is a migration checklist uh, and things you need to think about, things you must do uh, before uh, you really drag and drop or migrate uh, the documents, you know, the files and folders from file shares or uh, another DMS to SharePoint Online. So uh, the first step uh, within the checklist is to really educate yourself and your staff on the power of SharePoint. Um, you have you typically have a situation, you know, when many users are not even familiar with SharePoint. Of course, maybe some of them have used all the versions of SharePoint or maybe used SharePoint in the past, but that doesn't count. And the reason for that is because all the versions of SharePoint are quite different uh, from the modern ones. So the first step uh, in the process is to get familiar with SharePoint, what it is, uh, and what are the capabilities. Uh, modern SharePoint, uh, like I said, is quite different from the classic SharePoint. Uh, it has totally different information architecture. It has totally different look and feel. Um, it integrates uh, with, uh, you know, much better with uh, Microsoft 365 uh, applications, uh, Teams, Planner, and so on. So, long story short, uh, you really want to educate yourself and your staff on the power of uh, SharePoint. Uh, trust me, it will make your transition. Uh, much, much easier. And um, you don't really need a lengthy training sessions here or anything like that. Um, you know, quick, I mean, obviously, um, you can view a number of videos and tutorials online now, but if you're thinking about, um, you know, educating your staff, you can do informal, um, you know, maybe Teams, you know, conference calls and lunch and learns. Uh, spend just a few hours really just to show off the power of modern SharePoint. Uh, things like check and checkout, uh, version history, uh, the ability to set up retention policies, the ability to uh, tie in automation and power automate and send documents for approvals. I think it will be super, super important uh, for the staff to see it and get excited about uh, the future migration. Uh, the second step, probably kind of obvious, but um, it's very important to locate all the existing file shares. Uh, it's very common these days that uh, your documents are probably all over the place, all right? Uh, they could be on some uh, file shares, you know, network drives. They, you know, your, your organization might uh, be using some informal, uh, you know, Dropbox accounts and Google Drive accounts, uh, you know, essentially other cloud solutions. Uh, maybe some documents are residing uh, on somebody's laptop or, you know, somebody's OneDrive. Long story short, you really want to identify 
uh, all these locations where you will be migrating from and documented uh, in some uh, shape or form. Uh, the third step in the process is a hard one, all right? It's, uh, you, you must do a bit of cleanup, all right? And uh, the reality is it's junk in, junk out, all right? Um, SharePoint is not going to solve your issues if, um, you know, you have a mess that you're dealing with in terms of your, uh, you know, file shares. So, uh, and, and another thing to consider, right, you do have to pay for storage in SharePoint Online, and uh, it could be pretty expensive to purchase additional, uh, you know, cloud storage. So you might want, uh, well, you, uh, I don't think you might want to, I think you must uh, do the cleanup, all right? And uh, sometimes, you know, you just maybe don't need to migrate, uh, you know, something that was created 20, 30 years ago in terms of documentation. So. Uh, sometimes you might have duplicates all over the place, right? Again, you don't need to migrate that. So long story short, a bit of cleanup exercise. And, you know, most of the time, right, it might need to be manual just because the users uh, are, are, are the ones who, you know, business users are the ones who are familiar with the content and might, might make some decisions. So, uh, but this, uh, this step is kind of mandatory and uh, definitely worthwhile to, um, you know, to execute that and do a bit of cleanup uh, on your on your all of your file shares before you press that migrate button. The fourth step in the process, um, you know, highly recommended. Uh, you will need to reorganize your data. Uh, what do I mean by that? You see, in SharePoint, we organize things, you know, really by security, right? Because in SharePoint, every time we have unique security, we create a new SharePoint site or a Microsoft team. And your content might be all over the place, right? If you just, you know, created a bunch of folders and subfolders, it could be really all over the place. And you really need to reorganize it according to, uh, uh, you know, security, according to, uh, you know, business uh, function, uh, for example. So, um, for example, just to give an example, you might have uh, HR documents all over the place, right? They could be in three different folders, operations folder, maybe some HR folder, maybe some, I don't know, employee resources folder. Um, you really need, in SharePoint, uh, this might translate into two or three sites, right? You might have a communication site for HR, for employee-facing documents. You might have a private HR site or multiple private HR sites for confidential documents. So you need to separate all those documents, reorganize them according to what that future model will be, according to what the security, uh, you know, security model will be in SharePoint. Uh, the next step, step number five, is again super important. Um, you really need to decide on proper information architecture. Uh, what do I mean by that? Uh, again, before you really start creating sites and you know uh, start you know moving the documents from file shares to SharePoint Online, you really need to make some important information architecture decisions. Things like um, site types, right? Uh, are you going to create uh, a bunch of team sites? Are you going to create a bunch of communication sites? Are you going to be creating team sites connected to Microsoft 365 Group or not? All right, so these are the sort of decisions you will need to make. Uh, if you are creating team sites uh, tied to Microsoft 365 Group, are you going to create private sites, public, or a mix? Um, number of sites, right? You will need to determine how many sites you're going to create. Um, uh, the In terms of Teams interaction, uh, in Teams, uh, don't forget that when you create a private channel or shared channel, it creates another site. 
So again, you would need, if you are going to embrace teams and uh, you will need to make some decisions and decide whether you know, you are going to be allowing to create some, you know, private and shared channels and have those separate sites as a result. Um, hubs is another decision you would need to make. Um, if you're a small business, you might get away with one hub. If you're a larger business, you might need several hubs. Again, you will need to make some of those uh, decisions. Um, number of libraries on a given site, right? Even though you may you might make some decisions about number of sites. You might uh, need to create multiple libraries on a site. Uh, if you have lots and lots of content, right? Libraries have limits, so you might need to create several libraries on a given uh, site. And then, of course, the security model, right? You will need to make some decisions uh, on the security model. Uh, are you going to rely on uh, users just adding people as they wish? Are you going to rely on Active Directory groups? Are you going to rely on Microsoft 365, uh, you know, groups? Um, again, uh, you will, uh, you have a bit of homework. You have some decisions to make. Uh, the next uh, step, the next decision in the checklist you would need to make is settle on whether you're going to, you know, create a bunch of SharePoint sites or you're going to start off with Teams. Uh, so essentially, Teams versus SharePoint debate, and it's not, not really, I guess, a debate. Uh, when you create a team, it obviously creates a SharePoint site, so you are kind of using SharePoint at that point. Uh, but in some cases, I have, um, you know, just to give you an example, I have some clients that, you know, really just don't need, I mean, they're too overwhelmed with all these applications. They really just want to start off with file shares, all right? They really don't need a team attached and all these different channels uh, in their teams because they just want to concentrate on document management uh, in, in the short term. So in this particular case, uh, what I do is uh, create a team site without a Microsoft 365 group, all right? Uh, remember that type of site decision you need to make, uh, the, the one I mentioned a little bit earlier? Well, that's it. So sometimes, you know, I have some clients where uh, they don't need teams, they don't need planners, they just need document management. And what I do is just create a team site uh, without a Microsoft 365 group. And as um, as you know, users, as clients um, are getting a little bit more comfortable with SharePoint, maybe in six months or a year down the road, and they want to embrace those other applications, at that point, it's very easy to connect uh, a team site to a Microsoft 365 group and add a team and add, add a planner uh, and other applications as necessary. And at that point, of course, the client can embrace all these other applications. So again, just to summarize, the decision you would need to make is whether to proceed with full-blown, you know, Teams approach, right, <laughs> by creating a number of Teams and channels and Microsoft 365 groups, or whether to just take it easy and start off with a bunch of SharePoint sites. Uh, the next uh, step, step number seven, is where when you actually roll up the sleeves and uh, create the sites based on all these decisions that we were just talking about, all right? And this is where you create all those team sites, communication sites, you know, team sites without a group, whatever you decide. Um, another thing that uh, is really helpful when you migrate from file shares to SharePoint Online, sometimes um, you, you know, you have this old archive stuff that just kind of sat there in some folder and maybe somebody just goes there <laughs> once every two years or something. Uh, what I found in this case, uh, you obviously want everything in one place, right? So what I really found useful is that you can create a bunch of, you know, team sites, communication sites, doesn't matter. 
uh, call it an archive or something, and essentially migrate all this content there. So in this case, uh, those archive sites are not going to be active kind of collaboration type of sites. Uh, they're just going to be a true archive, maybe read-only, but the good thing is it's all in one place, right? It's not like you have an archive sitting in Dropbox somewhere or some file shared and you have uh, all the working stuff in SharePoint. The beauty about this approach is that everything is in one place, everything is searchable uh, and uh, accessible from uh, one location. Uh, the next step uh, in the checklist, uh, step number eight, is to actually perform migration, finally. All right, and there are a few options to consider. I mean, it all depends on you know, how much content you're migrating and whether or not you want the users to, to do it or you want IT to do it, but uh, obviously, the easiest thing you can do is just drag and drop documents to SharePoint, right? Allow the users to just manually drag and drop as as necessary. Uh, uh, however, if you have lots and lots of content, and if you want uh, to kind of schedule it and organize it in some uh, shape or form, there are obviously migration tools you can use. Uh, there is a free migration tool, by the way, that's part of Microsoft 365. You can download it and you can schedule migrations. Uh, from your file shares or other locations to SharePoint Online. So uh, definitely check that out. If you are looking to do something more advanced, there are third-party migration tools that you can consider uh, if you're into maybe um, you know, reorganizing documents as you migrate. If you're into metadata, you might need to use some third-party migration tools. Now, if you think we're done, uh, you're wrong, right? There are actually two more steps. Even though you migrated the data, uh, the next step would be step number nine, and it would be to do some staff training, all right? Uh, and that's different from education that uh, was the first step in the process, right? During the first step uh, in the process, right, I, rem I remember I told you that you need to educate your users. That was more of a high-level overview. Uh, now uh, it's time for actual staff training, uh, something more focused and detailed. So some sort of, you know, end-user training on... Uh, how to work with documents, how to sync them, how to check and check out, restore the you know version history, stuff like that is pretty much mandatory. And you can do it in parallel to migration or shortly before, shortly after the migration. But long story short, you really need to do it. Um, you know, don't ignore training. Um, it's super, super important. And again, it doesn't have to be anything lengthy. It could be just an hour to um you know focused you know training on certain topics for end users and site owners and the final step step number 10 um is um is something called uh, you know reevaluate re uh, your architecture step uh, what do i mean by that um that's actually the beauty of modern sharepoint architecture uh, with classic sharepoint right we had this pretty rigid subsite architecture and once you created a subsite, you were kind of stuck in that site collection. Well, in modern SharePoint, the model is very flexible. So you can easily, let's say if you created one hub and you think you need five hubs now, not a problem. You can create five hubs, reassociate the site quite easily through SharePoint Admin Center. Or maybe you know you make some decisions during initial migration and maybe you created just one site and or maybe five sites and now you only need two. Uh, very easy to merge the content, right? You, it's very easy for you to move the documents from one location to another. So uh, that's the beauty about this modern approach that it's not set in stone. You can easily reevaluate, you know, your architecture at any point. Maybe uh, reconsider some decisions you make about security. 
maybe create additional sites, maybe do a bit of cleanup and remove some, uh, and uh, essentially, yeah, uh, essentially optimize it as you use it. So these were the 10 steps uh, that I wanted to share with you, the migration checklist, if you will. Uh, hopefully uh, you uh, found this informative and useful. And as always, uh, happy to see you on my blog, sharepointmaven.com, and talk to you next week. Goodbye. You've been listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfond. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to the Apple Podcasts app, leave a review, and subscribe to get updates and the latest episodes. Thank you for listening.